Hello, and welcome to the Art of Living Well podcast. I'm Stephanie May Potter, and I'm here with my co-host, Marnie Dotchis-Marmette. We created the Art of Living Well podcast to empower you to live your happiest, healthiest, and most authentic life. Each week, we will bring you inspiring and motivating conversations covering health and wellness topics, including fitness, mindset, food, travel, product reviews, and strategies from a variety of experts, including our own bank of knowledge. We are excited to educate, motivate, and inspire you to change the way you perceive health and discover your art of living well. Get ready to feel inspired. And welcome to this bonus episode of the Art of Living Well podcast. Before we dive into today's episode, we want to ask that if you enjoy this podcast, if you wouldn't mind just taking two minutes to leave a rating or a review on Apple Podcasts. Doing so helps us reach more people so others can benefit from the inspiring information that we share. We would also love if you would share this episode with friends or family or anyone that you think may benefit from it and tag us on social media. Thank you. We are thrilled to bring you today's guest, Tess Hayes. Tess is the author of May You Shine, Love Letters to the Hurting, Healing, and Growing Heart, a book meant to bring you comfort and inspiration to people of all ages and stages in life. Writing is her way of merging her passion and talent while serving others, which she believes to be a magical intersection of possibilities. Over the years, Tess has overcome heartbreak, growing pains, and other difficult moments life has thrown her way. She has found peace in learning to love herself, and she really wants to help others love themselves as well. She strives to be a catalyst for connection, love, and compassion. We so enjoyed chatting with Tess all about her new book, and we can't wait for her to share it with our audience today. And with that, let's dive in right into our conversation with Tess Hayes. Welcome, Tess. We're so excited to have you here today, and we are ready to hear all about you and your new book, May You Shine, Love Letters to the Hurting, Healing, and Growing Heart. Yeah, I'm so excited to be on here, guys. Everyone has a story, and we would love for you to share yours and your journey from a life of some difficulties to this new life that you've created for yourself and your journey of self-discovery to get to where you are today. Absolutely. Yeah, no, thank you for having me on here. I'm really excited. Um, I guess for me, I decided to write a book because when I've loved to write ever since I was young, it's always been my way of kind of connecting with other people. Um, I feel like connecting with myself or others, um, I'm able to best articulate my thoughts and my emotions and everything. Um, And then I've also had this deep desire always to want to serve and to want to help other people. Um, I think one of my strengths is my compassion. And so kind of looking at the world, it can sometimes be overwhelming because I'm like, okay, I want to help as many people as possible, but I can't help every single person. Like I can't physically go out and help the homeless and help those in a third world country and help my friend who's struggling and my parents. And so for me, I'm like, okay, here's my talent that God has given me to be able to write and to love to write. And I can use that to serve other people. And so I can use 
this book as a way I say it's like my way of hogging the world because I feel like <laughs> I'm able to go out and reach way more people through my writing than I would just on my own. And so that was kind of like my inspiration behind it. You know, I think that is where people really get aligned with their purpose is when they take their strengths and their talents and they use it not to serve themselves, but to serve other people. Um, it did not happen overnight by any means writing this book. Um, I started, I would say, you know, probably two years ago, a little over two years ago, um, I started putting my writing out in the world. So I was going through a very painful breakup at the time. And I was just completely lost, completely like, what am I doing? And so I just started to like journal, I would go down by the lakes and like write in my journal. And then slowly that turned into, you know, me turning to Instagram and the internet and reading other people's writings and letting their words provide me with that solace and that comfort and that peace that I needed during that time where I was just in such a painful place. Um, and so then I was like, you know, well, I like to write and I like to help other people. And so what if I can use my words, just like these people have used their words to help me, what if I can use my words to help others? And so that is when I started um, publishing my writings for the first time. But it, again, it was just like, I just took like one step after the other. And so I would publish my writings on this um, website, Thought Catalog, and just on a consistent basis, kind of publish articles for them. And it was so rewarding, like seeing these strangers from literally across the world, like people from India would reach out to me and say, your writing helped me feel X, Y, Z. It helped me become X, Y, Z. It helped me overcome X, Y, Z. And it was just like this joy that I would feel that I can help people. I can help these strangers just by like sharing my authentic self and story and everything. And so then from there, I was like, oh, maybe I'll start like a writing Instagram. So I started just like a little writing Instagram on the side. Um, and again, just like that joy of being able to provide people comfort and inspiration when they needed it. Um, and so then from there is when I'm like, well, maybe I should write a book. Um, and even that though, it's like, it doesn't just, you just kind of keep taking that next right step in front of you. Um, you don't have the whole roadmap at once. You just kind of keep going where your heart's calling you. And so like for writing a book, you know, I got connected with a friend who connected me with someone she knew who connected me with a designer and a project manager and editor. And it just kind of came together where I then had this team of people helping me to make this dream a reality. Um, and so that's kind of where I am today now with a published book, finally. Well, congratulations, Tess. We're so happy for you. Um, and I love hearing your, I love hearing this story and what inspired you and the fact that you're using your talents and your passion to help so many people around the world through your writing. That's just amazing. And you're so young to have gone through <laughs> these experiences to be able to write. Um, I know just flipping through the book, I mean, every page almost resonated with me. And so I know it's gonna help help so many people. Um, so how, you know, can you tell us a little bit more about the book and how your book is able to help people feel seen and comforted and inspired? 
and give them, you know, give the reader the love and encouragement that they crave and that really everyone needs, right? That's what we all want is like to feel loved. And I think that's exactly it. It's, you know, we all have this deep desire to want to feel like we're enough, to want to feel like we're understood, like we're not alone in this world. And I think that, you know, through my painful experiences in life, no one likes to be in those painful experiences. But looking back now, I can see that all of those moments provided me with these opportunities to fall even more deeply in love with myself. Um, You know, whether it's, you know, being in emotionally abusive relationships for a long time, or, you know, I've struggled with my drinking and I'm now sober for almost 14 months. Um, You know, I was in a dead end job of that I did not enjoy, did not bring me satisfaction um, and since have transitioned to a job that's very fulfilling to me. But, you know, all those moments where I, I felt those moments of what is next for me? Like, what is my purpose? Like, how am I supposed to kind of keep moving forward? And so I wrote this book, honestly, guys, it's for other people, but I would say every one of the love letters in there is something that I've had to hear along the way as well. They're like almost love letters to myself too. And I don't want people to think that I wrote this collection of love letters as a way for me to be like, these are things that I've mastered. And I know every single one of these things and I implement them in my daily lives. No, they're reminders to myself that I'm still learning, that I want other people to be able to kind of I want to be able to walk along other people on their journey as they're learning to fall more in love with themselves. Um, I think that when we fall more deeply in love with ourselves, that's when we're able to be the best version of ourselves. Um, it's kind of this energy that just radiates out into the world. You, you like when you come in contact with someone who's fully them, fully authentically themselves, and you can just connect with them and you just kind of see them radiating. Um, and so I wrote this book kind of to provide that comfort to anybody who's struggling in whatever way, shape or form that would be to someone who needs inspiration to someone who needs a friend, just like sitting alongside them. Um, And it's funny because I wrote this, I started writing this book pre-COVID and then COVID came along and I'm like, well, this is a perfect time. Like (laughs) everybody needs to be hearing these messages. Um, And I think for me too, like one thing I've learned is so many people are struggling that you wouldn't know. I think we, a lot of us put up this front, um, this mask, if you will, that we want to pretend like everything's okay. None of us are struggling. We have the perfect life, the perfect family, the perfect job, blah, blah, blah. When in reality, a lot of people have their own struggles they're dealing with, whether that be, you know, family or marital problems or addictions behind closed doors or um, feelings of you know, self-worth that they're battling, whatever it might be. Um, And so I guess that's just a long-winded way of me saying that this book, I wanted to help provide people with that reminder that they are enough, they're seen and they're loved, and just to help people fall in love with themselves more. 
I love that. And um, I love that you're really encouraging readers to fall in love with themselves. It, in some ways, it sounds kind of funny, right? Like, oh my gosh, that person's so full of themselves. But we're not talking about being full of yourself. We're talking about loving yourself, which is very different, right? Right. Um, and I think that your book is so beautiful. And I'm wondering, can you share a little bit more on how some of these ideas you're talking about have helped you personally and have really helped you kind of become healthier in your mind, body, and spirit? Absolutely. Yes. So, I mean, I think that this book covers a wide range of topics, um, which I intended it to. Like, it's overall the idea of comfort and love and self-worth, but like in so many different topics. And so I guess, you know, one big area for me is when I think about my past, we all have things in our past that we are not proud of. (laughs) Um, And so I battled for a long time with this overwhelming shame of where I came from and what I've done and who I was and felt just a lot of heaviness around it. And it was through learning to accept that past as part of my story. You know, our past, it doesn't define us. It's just a part of us. And you really have to learn to respect the road that got you to where you are. I'm a firm believer in that. And so I had to go through years and long periods of time of learning to adopt that mentality of self-compassion, you know, showering yourself with that love and that grace and learning to like cradle my past, not like with gentleness and love rather than look at it with like shame and, oh my gosh, you were that person or you did that type of thing. Um, I guess throughout the years, I've learned to kind of talk to myself like I would to a friend, learning to speak to myself with kindness. And it sounds like really weird, but honestly, like I will sometimes like look in the mirror and talk to myself and just give myself like a hype up or like say self affirmations to myself or even like hug myself. Um, So that idea of self-compassion, I think I've adopted a lot just in regards to like, um, you know, loving my past for what it is rather than being resentful of it in a way. Um, That's definitely like one of the, one of the main takeaways from my book that I have in my life. You know, I love how you said that, like talk to yourself, like you're talking to a friend. Cause I've noticed myself even in conversation with people sometimes, and I'll say things of encouragement or no, don't, you know, if someone's beating themselves up, right. And you're trying to talk them up and lift them up. And I'm sitting there saying, you would not say that to yourself though. I mean, it's, and we don't even, we just do it. We just like subconsciously like have those thoughts. Um, but yet you're right. If we sat and really in those thoughts and said, Hey, how would we be talking if this was your friend, you know, would you be beating yourself up? Would you be going down that spiral of feeling shameful of your past and that sort of thing? No, you'd be lifting, lifting that person up. So I think that's, it's so so simple, but it's such great advice. Oh, thank you. And you're, you're exactly right. It's like, sometimes you can stop yourself dead in your tracks and you're like, oh my gosh, I'm being so mean to myself. Like if my best friend was standing here, I would not say that to them. And I think I like even encountered that with publishing this book. Um, 
I've like struggled sometimes along the way with almost like that imposter syndrome of like, who am I to write this book? Like mm-hmm. I have a degree in accounting. I have no experience with like professional writing, quote unquote. I am not like a certified anything. I'm not a master in my field. And so sometimes I've been like, oh my gosh, you can't write this book. Like no one's going to believe your advice or you're not perfect yourself. So who are you to like give this advice to other people? And I've had to really stop myself in those unhealthy thought patterns and be like, Tess, you are so worthy to write this book because you are speaking from, again, like speaking from that authentic self. um, And you have a story to share. Like anybody who has a story to share you cannot rob the world of that beautiful gift. And I, I wrote something actually about this in my book, the idea that your story could become somebody else's survival guide. You never know the impact that you're having on other people. And so it's like, I have to remind myself too, like, I don't have to be this expert. You don't, you don't wait to start something until you feel qualified, because let me tell you, you will never start. (laughs) You start something and you become qualified along the way. And I've had to really learn that and learn to speak kindly to myself when I'm having those moments of doubt. Um, And just remind myself that people need to hear these messages of love and I'm worthy to share those messages. Absolutely. I couldn't agree more with what you're saying. And I'm actually writing a memoir right now so I can totally relate to all of everything you're saying about writing a book and sharing your own stories and who am I to write a book. But, you know, everybody's, I believe everybody's story is worthy. And if it helps somebody else along the way, even better, right? Absolutely. Absolutely. And sometimes I think people want to hear just from real people, just like themselves. And you don't need right. to be like this famous author of course, those books are amazing, right? But like, you just want to hear from the person down the street that's like, you know, you can relate to um, on a different level. So I think it's so powerful. I love how all these women are writing books right now. My mother published a memoir at like the age oh of my gosh, At like the age of 73, the same kind of thing, you know, like no, no background in this. So I just think it's wonderful what you're doing. Oh, and speaking you. of the book, I just you know, as I read it, there's so much profound insight and wisdom that I know is going to resonate with anyone who picks it up. Um, You've reached such a level of peace and self-acceptance and self-love at such a young age, which honestly is a state of mind that many people never achieve in their entire lifetime. And there's so many passages. I just wanted to like pick one to read (laughs) to our listeners. I really had a hard time selecting one, but there's this one um, page and it you write, we've spent so many years being told who to be, but I'm here to tell you to throw all that out the window. Squash any idea of who you think you should be, who you've been conditioned to be. Instead, just be you, fully, completely, wildly you. Be a person who listens to their innermost voice over the voice of others. And and you go on and on, I could keep going, but I think that's so true. And even, I mean, I'm in my mid to late forties now, and I'm still, you know, kind of grappling, grappling with all of this. Um, Cause we've had so many programs that have existed since we were babies, right? And good intentions from parents and loved ones and teachers and people that have been an influence in our life. But you know, they, they, they don't always know what we are intended to be and what, you know, what our gift is and our passion. So 
I mean, what if, it, it seems so overwhelming to even just think about it, you know, just mm -hmm. be who you're supposed to be. You're wildly you, but what advice do you have for people to try to kind of tap into that and really figure out what makes them happy and start to sort of um, deprogram some of these, um, these ideas that we've been conditioned to be for so long? Yeah. Well, first I will say that is the first time I've ever heard someone read my writing out loud to me. So that was kind of cool. Um, I mean, I look at my life and in regards to that, you know, for me, it's like an example, my job, when I was working in accounting, I was doing that because I thought that's what I was supposed to do. I went to four years of college, got my degree in it, it paid well. Everyone like complimented me when I would say what I did. Like, I thought that's what I was supposed to do. Or like with my drinking, I drank because it made me this, I thought it made me this bubbly, confident, outgoing person, this person that like everyone wanted me to be around. And I slowly realized over time that it was just taking away. Like when you try and be somebody that you're not, or you try and do things to please other people, it's exhausting. And I think that everyone knows that in their heart. They know those things that are taking away from that piece, but it's almost like, it's just having that bravery to take that step to make a change. Um, you know, if you were to sit down and write, just write a list, like what brings you joy? What makes you smile? What makes you laugh? If you, if money didn't matter, if status didn't matter, if appearance didn't matter, what would your life look like? What would you be doing? What would you not be doing? Who would you be surrounding yourself with? Um, and like, I think so often we just coast through life with never actually asking ourselves that we just kind of go day to day to day. And then someday we wake up and we're like, this life I'm living is not the life I want to be living. Um, and so, yes, just taking that step back to kind of look at your life and see if it, if it brings you joy. If, it sounds so cliche, but like if you were to die tomorrow, would you be happy with your life? And I can tell you for certain the life I was living was not a life that I would be satisfied with if I were to die the next day. And I want people to be gentle with themselves with this too, because it's so easy hearing someone talk about it. It's not something that just happens overnight. And so you have to be patient with yourself. You know, for me, it was a lot of podcasts and self-development books. And I went to therapy for a time there. I, I started surrounding myself with different people because that was a big thing is like, you become the five people you surround yourself with. And so start immersing yourself in different environments. You know, I know it's hard with COVID, but like sign up for a random class or a random sports team. I don't care what it is. Like just start immersing yourself in those different environments. Um, you know, meditating for me helps journaling, um, those positive self-affirmations I was talking about, um, giving yourself the space to really get in tune with what do I want, not do what other people want, what brings me peace. Um, and I think that people, if they take, if they have the bravery and the courage to listen to that voice, everyone has that voice inside of them. Absolutely. 
Um, I couldn't agree more with that. And I think Stephanie and I both do a lot of work in that area on ourselves and helping other people um, kind of along on their own journey. And um, I think it is super important to always think about that, right? Like you want to, at least for me, I know I, I think about that a lot. Like, am I doing what makes my soul happy? Am I doing what I want to be doing? And if I'm not, how can I change something so that it resonates better? Um, but it's taken me a long time to get to this point. This did not happen. I don't know how old you are, but definitely didn't happen in my 20s probably not even my 30s. I would say by my 40s, I kind of started on that path. Yeah, same here, Marnie. <laughs> <laughs> well, and that's the thing too, is like, I don't, I don't think anyone is ever, you get to the point where you're like, I'm 100% fully the person I want to be and there's no more work to do. Yay. Like it's a journey. And so you can just start today. Start today in the smallest of ways, pursue it. Even if cooking makes you happy, great. Go find a new recipe for a cake. <laughs> like just start pursuing those things that bring joy to your life. Mm -hmm. It's such, that is such great, simple, practical advice. And, you know, we love leaving our listeners with just some simple tips and strategies that they can implement immediately, you know, right after they get, they finish listening to this podcast and you've already <laughs> shared so many, you know, what to do. And I, you know, I know you talked about journaling and that's really what it sounds like journaling really helped you mm -hmm. on your journey early on when you would just go sit by the lake and, you know, especially if you like being near a body of water, I think that's wonderful. Um, and these are all things that are free or relatively inexpensive to do, um, which just makes it more accessible for people. Yeah. Any, any other tips or insight that you would have for you know, helping people kind of start to tune into their own soul? I guess I would just really encourage all listeners to take a moment, take a step back and see that they are enough. I think that this world so desperately craves more love. And I'm a firm believer that that starts with yourself, learning to turn inwards, loving yourself, so that that can in turn flood the world with more love. Oh, that was beautiful. so beautiful. Oh, and it's yes. so appropriately said and just given that it's, you know, it's it's February when we drop this episode and it's Valentine's Day and people are thinking of love, but it, it starts with yourself and that mm -hmm. self-love, right? Absolutely. In order for you to be able to love others. And um, as we wrap up, we are going to be doing a giveaway of your book on Instagram. So for all our listeners, I believe it'll be around February 5th, which is the day this episode is dropping. So you can go hop on over to our, our Art of Living Well Instagram and um, enter in to win a free book from Tess. Um, and Tess, as we wrap up, we like to ask all of our guests, what does the art of living well mean to you? That is a good question. Um, the art of living well. So I would say for me, this is an all-encompassing question. To truly live well, I think you have to be healthy in mind, body, and spirit. And that's why I think it's such a difficult thing that many people struggle with, um, you know, it's not just being healthy, being fit. It's not just having healthy thoughts. It's everything, mind, body, spirit. And it's going to look different for each person. Um, 
I think that's probably why it's an art because it is, it's going to be different for everyone. Um, you know, most importantly, just focusing on how can you be your best self? So for me, um, kind of some of the things I've mentioned, but some of the things that help me to be my best self are writing, obviously, um, prayer. I have a strong faith life. Um, nature is a huge one for me. I love being outside in nature, going on walks, sitting by the river, whatever that might be. Um, laughter, surrounding yourself with like those soul nourishing friends, not just surface level friends. Um, cooking, being sober, like all of these things are for me what has been the art, I guess you would call it, of living well. Um, that recipe that's helped me live my best life. I love that. I love everyone's answer to this question that we always ask. And that was that was so profound and beautiful. Oh, and I love you. how you said it really is an art. That I mean, that is exactly why we chose that name because mm -hmm. it's the art of living well and it's so unique to everyone. And like Stephanie said, everyone's answer to that question is really so profound and relatable. Yeah. Yeah, absolutely. Well, thank you so much for coming on our podcast today. We loved having you and we are excited for um, this upcoming giveaway um, for your book and for more and people to, for more excited. people to just be inspired by this. I think you're, this is going to be amazing. I think this is what everyone needs right now. So Oh, God. and congratulations on the book being released because I know that's yes. a really big deal. Thank you guys. Thank you so much. I really appreciate you having me on here. Yeah. Have a good day. Thank you so much for listening to the Art of Living Well podcast. We are so grateful that you joined us today. If you enjoyed this episode, please share it with a friend or anyone else you think may benefit from this information. We'd love for you to subscribe to our podcast leave us a review and tag the Art of Living Well podcast on social media. If you want more inspiration in between episodes, you can find us on social media at the Art of Living underscore well on Instagram and Facebook, where we will share snippets from our daily lives and our journey to living well.